Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 105. Um, Starring Jimbo and Fisher. Good, and uh, I'm not 100% sure how uh, the video stream, live video stream is going to go. Uh, looks a bit like we might be having a, a bit of internet lag again, but you know, it picked up last week and last time we did this, so might happen again. Straight into it then, uh, episode title um, is Cluck, 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 Climate Changes, your, your idea, Fisher, because it's been the COP26 uh, conference, hasn't it? The uh, Saving the World conference. They've been sort of looking at us. Um, they don't strike me as a bunch of superheroes, uh, the leaders in attendance, but that's what we've got to rely on, isn't it? Yeah, well, far from it. I mean, they're having a climate change conference in Glasgow, so perhaps that's just an indication of what the world might look like if uh, you know we did kind of get to disaster point. Who knows? And uh, so, yeah, have we got the song to play in? We have. Are you ready for it? I'm ready, Jimbo. Uh, I'm obviously not ready. Uh, here we go. I am ready now. Here we go. Because time is running out to save the world from greenhouse gases and global warming And so in Glasgow they did all meet And so they all sat round and talked But was it just all empty words? Will any action be taken? Or was it all just a pretense Time to save the world Climate changes We're not gonna get another one Climate changes Time to save the world Climate changes Just gonna have to save this one Time's running out To sort this shit out Climate changes. Doing my best, Bowie. There. Um, oh, that—that's a bit of breaking news. I could do actually. I was, we, were just, we were talking before, weren't we? How I couldn't think of anything for breaking news. Um, so, uh, one second. <laughs> well, where's breaking so news? Here we go. You can go first, Fisher. Uh, well, I was going to say that I've grown a moustache, which is not strictly true, is it? I mean, what's really happened is I've shaved off part of my beard, but left. A small portion of it to look very moustache-like. Is that why you were so bothered about the lighting before we started? Because you wanted your moustache to be as prominent as possible. It isn't it. You wouldn't no, normally be that bothered about the lighting. Can I can see it. Uh, can you? Lean I'm back a bit. Look up. Look up. Look up. See, there you go. Everyone, well go. done. That. that deserves a round of applause. That's a good effort. <laughs> well, oops, uh, sorry. No, come on. It's not funny. Anyway, yeah. So it's it's in support of um, well, it's for Movember, isn't it? It is, yeah. Charity supporting uh, men's health, mm-hmm. and um, and yes, with that, I'm keen on women's health as well. Don't want anyone to be unwell. But you know, with current circumstances, um, I think did it originally start out more as like a testicular cancer kind of thing. Yeah. And, but I think it's also kind of men's mental health as well and suicide awareness and trying to sort of get people talking. 
and hopefully this, this moustache will get people talking. Yeah, it certainly will get people talking. Not, not sure if it'll get to people talking about the health, but certainly that, that dreadful moustache. Of course, I'm only joking. But no, it's a, it's a, it's a good, serious cause, obviously. And uh, it has done a lot over quite a number of years. They don't just support, like, you know, NHS and stuff, but a lot of other charities as well, don't they? Um, like suicide prevention charities and loneliness charities and all, all, all sorts of different stuff. Um, but there is, I mean, speaking of Movember, I was speaking to somebody earlier in the beer community who were doing a, a Movember um oh, thing course, which yeah. which does link to november but what you do is instead of donating um just yourself to the november pot you donate to their movember pot which does go to november but every pound that gets donated means you also get a raffle ticket to win beer so uh, they do the draw at the end of november uh, so basically if you're going to give to movember you could give to movember instead it'll go to the same place but you'll enter a raffle to win beer so it's a way to encourage people to uh, donate more, which is good. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that's the only that's the only time I will ever give most charity if there's a chance to actually win something off the back of it. I mean, <laughs> it's just purely a donation, just out of the goodness of heart. Not yeah. interested. Get to win something. <laughs> yeah, go on. Then. Yeah, well, why do we play the lottery? Of course. I'm joking. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so my, my, have you done your breaking news? Got, did you have any more? No, I think this is this is more than enough. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Fisher. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, obviously, if you're an audio listener, you can't quite um, see the moustache, obviously. Um, so, how would you describe it, Jimbo? Probably I, think of the worst handlebar moustache you've ever seen. Yeah, is it, a bit, is it a little bit Stone Cold Steve Austin? A little, a little bit? bit, yeah. Yeah. So, did, didn't he have one similar to this, the person who played the uh, dr- drums for uh, The Darkness? Did he? Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. He was a was he? Or was it one? Of, he was one of the members of the Darkness who looked a bit like. Was it the one that got, got, got sacked or got laid off or something? Maybe. But just for having a moustache like this. I, mean, <laughs> hey, I want to stop discrimination against people who've got moustaches <laughs> like this and getting sacked for no reason. Um, t- speaking yeah, of I discrimination, you've got a Mexico top on. Is that because you've got that moustache? No, which just happened to be the shirt I put on at this particular point in time. <laughs> sure about yeah. that? Well, I'm, not, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> Uh, so my breaking news then uh, I didn't really have anything I was we were talking before like, I never know what to say uh, Sheffield Wednesday have had four home games in 12 days which is tough going especially when two of them are, are really sort of dull cup games you know what I mean not very exciting at all sort of thing uh, but yeah. anyway we, they, you know, we're doing alright um, and I went to see Milburn which is good to see see Milburn of course uh, on the Jimbo Studios YouTube account is one of the best uh, Milburn unofficial music videos and most views and most commented on actually if you uh, have a look at that last bus uh, so I'll just I'll mention this as quite funny so we went to watch Milburn went we uh, my mate Chris who you know going to gigs with him for years and uh, mm-hmm. you know Fids don't he, he, there was a spare ticket Fidget, yeah. and managed to get him to come along and he's got pretty much a little interest in sort of indie music sort of stuff he's not not that bothered he knew milburn but i don't think he ever particularly followed him but he was involved in the milburn last bus video because it, it was supposed yeah. to be his media project which he did mm-hmm. a fair bit of but he, he got quite a lot of my help let's let's say that anyway mm-hmm. um so he was looking forward to hearing last bus so he was there we we're all in the crowd uh fids went i'm gonna nip off to the toilet is that all right and he'd been waiting there all night what song came on while they were in the toilet but it was last bus it was last bus yeah and he, uh, bus. he come running back doing his jeans yeah. up. Um, the other thing is, did you do it for Halloween? Uh, I didn't. I, I would just say on that uh, story, we're yeah. talking about the Melbourne ticket. I really love it when you sort of say that uh, there was a free ticket going spare, so I thought I'd give it to... It weren't um, me. It wasn't me. Someone else. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't my ticket. I didn't I didn't have, I didn't have. give it away. But of yeah. course, if uh, if it was me who had the spare ticket, 
Um, yeah, they'd probably ask, like, you know, dating or something to go. Yeah. You'd have still given it to someone else. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, Halloween, I... Uh, oh, yeah, I, I did. I did an hilarious Instagram post on Halloween, didn't I? Did you see it? Yeah, I think I did. It, yes, it was the bat one, wasn't it? Yeah, I put a bat in my hair. It was like it was a picture of my me with a cricket bat in my hair. Full of these cricket hilarious? jokes, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so no, we went to the Royal British Legion Club where there was a child's fancy dress party, and my two nephews. Uh, you didn't go with that moustache, did you? Because that would have been scary. No, I wasn't. It uh, wasn't in this. It wasn't November at the time. It's still October. Um, my twin nephews went along and uh, they won the fancy dress competition in the aged one to five category. They were joint winners. It was, it was really unlucky actually because there was someone in fantastic fancy dress who was 11 months old but sadly didn't qualify for the one to five fancy dress. They didn't have a fancy dress for naught to one year olds as well. So I felt a bit sorry for that person. That's funny. Uh, unfortunately, what did you well. do? So I I, I uh, did get dressed up for Halloween. Uh, I, I, I I was I, I had one yeah well I, you know I like, I like the odd fancy dress costume. So all I was going to do was going to do a simple, very simple pumpkin face. Just paint my face orange, you know, black sort of smile, black eyes, all that kind of thing. That was my plan. And then in the car on the way on the way back, we've been out for some food uh, with Little and on the car on the way back, um, partner says to me, she goes. Um, Oh, the song came on the radio. You know the David Bowie? Uh, have you seen Labyrinth before? One of the songs from the I, film. I haven't seen it, no. So he plays the Goblin King, which is really mm-hmm. horrible looking. He, he looks very unusual and he's got two... He's, his leggings are way too tight and inappropriate for a kid's film. But anyway, one of the songs came on the radio. So um, Steph says, oh, that's what you need to do tonight. You know, a sister in, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law, and that were coming round for a bit of Halloween gathering. I'm going to do an orange face paint sort of thing. You've got to be David Bowie. They'll love it. They will absolutely love it. They'll, they'll love Labyrinth. They'll love it. So if, oh, cause I, it was a bit of messing about trying to find things out of the loft and bits mm. of suits because you had to wear like a uh, waistcoat sort of thing. Got it up. Managed to pull it all together. Wearing one of my granddad's old shirts as well that had been passed down to me. Mm. I don't know why because it doesn't yeah. fit. But anyway, hmm. uh, so that got that, one of his old shoes on as well, aren't you? Yeah, the yeah not the one, the one that didn't explode. But anyway, uh, got it all together, got it on, stood there in the shed, door opened, there they are looking at me. I had the music on and everything. What do you think they said? Happy Halloween. No, they said, so, who, so. who are you? <laughs> 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 they had no idea who it was yeah. and what film it was. They'd never seen the film, so that were a waste of time. And then when I did yeah. put the pumpkin makeup on a few days later for actual Halloween to take aid around the streets... Couldn't get it off. Would not come off. We like him from Phoenix Nights with the permanent face paint, though. Yep. Yeah, I was. Uh, it wouldn't. I was, I was going to complain to B and M about it because uh, it was actually really bad, really difficult to get off. But uh, anyway, so shall we? Uh, do you want to do drinks before we move on? Uh, yeah, can do. What have you? Uh, what have you got, Jim? I have got something from Huddersfield. Uh, no, yeah, Huddersfield. Huddersfield Magic Rock Brewing. I've had a couple of Magic Rock Brewing drinks before. I've not had this one before though, uh, which I think is one of the sort of standard ones really. But Sorcery Session India Pale Ale, three point nine percent, so not too strong for a Wednesday night. Uh, and it looks like it's a vegan one as well. Not that I'm vegan, but it is a vegan one. There you go. Yeah, certainly not too strong days. for me. Six point five percent. Uh, this is Court Abbey, uh, a Catholic Benedictine monastery, Court Abbey Ale, um, made by, it's from the Isle of Wight, and it's made by, I think it might be Goddard's Brewery on the Isle of Wight, or maybe, yeah, yeah brewed by Goddard's Brewery um, for Court Abbey, which is a visitor attraction on the Isle of Wight where some Benedictine monks still live. Uh, you go there and you can, it's the first time I've been, been there, um, 
been to Iowa on a number of occasions, as I think I've alluded to a couple of times in the past. Um, but the first time I actually went to Core Abbey, uh, you basically had a bit of a wander around there. Uh, there were some pigs, there was a farm shop, and uh, there was a monastery where some Benedictine monks still live. And you weren't too far away from the sea. It looked quite a nice little place. Uh, the ale itself uh, says it's strong, full-bodied, uh, with an amber colour and a complex palate. So... There we go. What's yours like? Very good. Yeah, uh, it 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 just smells and tastes nice, basically, without going into too much detail. Um, but yeah. Oh, and about, I've got a question for you because I've been asking this to to guests and people in the uh, Instagram beer community and stuff. What do you do? You when you've got a glass that's too small for the beer that you're putting in it, do you do you, you top her up so you drink a little bit and then fill, drink, fill, drink, fill, or do you drink what's in your glass and then whatever's remainder in your can or your bottle do you pour into the glass? No, I would I would top up. What would you do? I'm a topper upper as well. I thought it was a bit of an OCD what? thing, but it does it does seem that it's it's kind of like a sixty five percent in favour of of being a topper upper and and trying to get everything in the glass as quick as you can. Why do you top up? Why do I top up? I don't know. Yeah. I just I just don't like having beer left in the can. I like to try and get get it in the in the glass as quick as I can. I, I, I mean, my main reason for being a topper upper is I mean. I appreciate my words not might not mean much because I'm not part of the Instagram beer community, Timbo, as where you are. So I do apologise, but I'm not I'm not one of those people. You so could I'm, be. I could be, um, but unfortunately, I'm not. Um, so the reason I'm a topper upper is I think the bottom of your drink doesn't take is the worst bit of it. Now, mm. if you drink it from the glass and then put the rest of it in, you're having the bottom of the drink twice, aren't you? Yeah, true. Which is why it's good to be a topper upper. So that would be my comments on the matter. Well, good, good point. Should we move on? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> right, here we go. So it's uh, show and tell, is that right? I'm not, you know, it, it feels like we haven't done this recently. So it is show and tell time, and I'm not wrong there. Show am and I? tell time, yeah. yeah it was okay. Three weeks since last podcast, wasn't it? Yeah, but I've not got the thing to hand to tell me what we do next and so on. Okay, so you ready then for my show and tell? It's a biggie this week, Fisher. Have to leak me. Have to roll back. You ready? So my yep. show and tell involves this person. Ah, there we go, uh, Joe Pasquale. <laughs> uh, so if anyone's looking at that, uh, I believe that is a picture of uh, is that Richard Hawley? It is Richard Hawley. Yeah. Yeah. Who is a Sheffield musician? Uh, I think he was in pulp at one point, playing guitars in pulp or bass or something. Although probably better known. In the mid two thousands, mid noughties, he had an album called Cole's Corner. He had quite a few albums, uh, which, and uh, yeah, a lot of them were uh, but, sort of based around places in Sheffield, aren't they? So like Ladies Bridge, yeah. Cole's Corner, uh, True Love's Gutter, uh, mm. loads of different songs and albums, but they tend to be very much sort of relating back to places in Sheffield. Um, he was in the Long Pigs. The Long Pink Pigs was his his original band. Um, I don't think he was a singer in that or anything, but he, that was his band. They were sort of like a 90s Britpop sort of thing. Didn't do loads, but yeah, then you're right. He went and joined Pulp, uh, was a, a guitarist with them for quite a few years, did a lot with them. Uh, and then, yeah, he's, he's a very successful sort of solo career. He got nominated for a Mercury Award a couple of times. Mm. And was once it was once up against the Arctic Monkeys who, who claimed that when the Arctic Monkeys won it, the uh, Arctic Monkeys got up and Alex Turner said, Richard Hall has been robbed, saying that yeah. he should have won it. Um, mm. But yeah... It might just actually been that Richard Hawley was actually robbed at that It could have been, time. could so have been. And no one bothered to call the police because they thought they were making references to <laughs> They're not winning the award. So, 
so my my two possible stories that you've got to work out which one's true relate to Richard Hawley. So first one. Was Richard Hawley actually robbed at the Mercat now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, you ready then? It'll start again. Richard Hawley claims that I told him that me and my partner do it to his music. Or my grandma has Richard Hawley's old curtains hung up in her bedroom. Okay. Um, right, so obviously the first one, um, explain. I mean, this, this drink is Richard... very... I've nearly drank this, it's so nice. It, that's because of the lower ABV, it just makes you want to down it. It's really nice. Sorry. Uh, I don't quite get the same feeling from this 6.5%, <laughs> which you can tell is very strong. So, Richard Hawley claimed that you said to him that you and your partner, um, you know, mm-hmm. have it off, if you like, um, yeah. to his music. Apparently so. when so. did you tell him that? Uh, what well, did you tell him that? He claims, and, and I've, heard, I've not heard this directly from him, I heard it through somebody else, but he claims that I told him years ago um, that that is the case and that him and Jarvis Cocker, who are good friends, still laugh about it to this day. Now, I'm assuming you weren't, you were, you were in a guise of someone else at that particular point in time. Is that uh, when I, ale- when I, when I allegedly told him this, uh, yes. You were dressed as someone I, from I, the I think so, Asian yeah. community, perhaps. Yes, from the footballing, yeah. uh, fluffy, feathered world. Yeah. So, I mean, entertainment. is it true? Do you, it's not do you tr- make love to the sound of Richard Hawley? It's not true. Uh, although his music's very, very good. It's it's not true. Um, and I was very perplexed when I was told when I was when I was told this by somebody else. Yeah. So, I mean, what music do you like to make love to? Uh, well, usually uh, my own. No. You know, the, you know all these intro musics that I do? Yeah. You just have the podcast play like I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So, how, how, did you find, how did you find out via someone else then, I'm assuming? Well, I, I was missing... I wasn't, I wasn't at one of the, the games uh, that mm-hmm. Richard Hawley was in attendance at, and he spoke to the other one of me who and, right. and told him this story and says, me and Jarvis still laugh at the story about your mate and his missus. Having it off to my music, and this is, you know, he's, he's saying that this is a story I told him years and years ago. Obviously, so. did you not just tell him that he didn't like his music and he turned it off? Is that what, <laughs> is that what you said? Um, okay. And have you spoken to Richard Hawley since? And no. Made reference to that. No. Okay. Um, what message would you like to give to Richard Hawley if he's watching this now? Uh, if if it is this story, obviously, um, it's not true, and I don't know where you've got that from. Okay. You don't, you don't like to say his music's very good or anything. Oh, his music's brilliant, and you know it's fully, fully deserved of of people. I'm sure there are people that do do it to the music. I mean, thing is, you know, it's all well and good to him saying this, but you know, you've got to actually do it, haven't you, to do it to his music? What's <laughs> <laughs> right. well, your complaint? It's too slow paced and mellow. Um, but yeah, I've, so okay, well, true love's there. true love's gutter is a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, ladies' bridge. Um, so <laughs> the other option is obviously your the, the wood. Was it the woodchopper's grave as well? I think that was another one. Okay, so second story. Let's 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 move away from this yeah. all these love making and whatever you get up to is purely your own business. I would like to have. So the other, other other story is that. Well, would you like to regale it? Uh, my grandma has Richard Hawley's old curtains hung up in her bedroom. Okay, uh, where are they hung up? In a bedroom. 
on a curtain pole or just uh, yeah on a curtain yeah they, they are hung up they're being used as curtains in my grandma's bedroom right okay so when you say yeah so it might have been easy just to describe it as she's got his old curtains <laughs> and also uses them as curtains yeah but they could have been Not anywhere they could have been living room curtains they could have been kitchen curtains bathroom curtains beef okay. curtains oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> dear me that's disgraceful <laughs> so who which is, if you don't mind me asking which grandmother is this uh, it's it's the, the the one who lives at Granny's side, my mum's side, um, and she's actually a big Richard Hawley fan. Okay. How did she come about getting his old curtains? Well, she used to work in the uh, when she was in her mid sixties, so just just as she was sort of retiring, um, she used to work for Richard Hawley as a cleaner and cleaned his house. So oh. when he was throwing his curtains away or changing them, uh, he asked if she wanted them, and she said yeah. Mm. What do you like? They're nice. They're, I mean, well, I don't. I don't think Richard Hawley probably. Ch- I don't know. You know, Richard Hawley's a very stylish bloke. Like he's the only person who can wear a green suit and get a, a green shiny suit and get away with it because he just looks. He's a very cool looking fella. But I, I don't think he picked his own curtains. I, I think it might have been. Uh, I, I I assume maybe not, but I assume it might have been his 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 wife partner who chose the okay. curtains. But yeah, they were. She, my grandma, gladly took them, and uh, yeah. Well, I, th- I think I do know that your grandmother is a cleaner, because so I seem to remember she once cleaned um, the office that I was working at, on work experience, years and years and years ago when I had work experience with the, with your uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, Started which, your great I mean, career off that it did, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, first, uh, yeah, worked hard for those two weeks, um, only ruined it by growing a moustache on the final day that was looked like this, and then said, <laughs> get out, you're never coming back here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, your, your grandma and granddad came and did various bits of. I think your grandma cleaned. I think your granddad did a bit of handiwork and any bits of DIY that they're doing in the office as well. Yep. Um, I don't know if they paid them or not, or whether they just kind of forced them to it for nothing. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so, does she like the curtains? And when when did you find out that they were Richard Hawley's curtains? So I was there the other day, and she said, "Oh, would you mind? Would you mind us, you know, getting these, getting this basket of washing uh, and bringing it through to the bedroom for me? So I've just been doing some." clean i've done the curtains but i'm struggling to carry this through we mind carrying it she's she's obviously in her 80s now uh so i took it through for her and uh she went oh these are these are richard Ollie's curtains you like richard Ollie, don't you right well mm. and i never knew all this time and it like i'd you know i'd, I'd always got his music and stuff like that and uh she's oh yeah um this is richard Ollie's. you know i used to clean for him didn't you and i didn't even know that i, I think it's what it was is that she told me when i was really young that she used to clean his curtains but I used to specifically going to clean his curtains. No, not sorry, clean his house. But I, I didn't know that I wasn't into music enough at that time to to realise that Richard Hawley was who he was. I wasn't, I wasn't really a fan of Richard Hawley when I, when she first told me. But then years later, after I knew who he was, she told me again, and it sort of, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't realise. Okay. Um, has she ever tried to do anything with them, like sort of sell them on eBay or anything like that, or? She she sometimes to... she sometimes puts them on and runs around the garden pretending she's a uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, no, she doesn't do that. Not anymore. Well, uh, she might try and appear in the newspapers with Richard Orley's curtains. Or yeah. she did say that she's had them such a long time. Um, she knows she needs to to change them, but she she just like she just genuinely likes the curtains, not just because they were from Richard Orley, but maybe they were probably quite posh ones, which is why she likes them. Hmm. 
Well, yeah, Matt Madden is a kind of person who I look at and think he'd have a nice pair of good, mm. thick, good quality thick curtains. Yeah, she says there's the, the perfect. The, the curtains are, are lovely. You know, the only problem is there's some stains at the bottom because people tend to make love to you know, all these people. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So right, we've got two two very opposite, you know, two very polar opposite um, options here, really, haven't we? There's not much not much in common between the two, aside from Richard Hawley being a, a theme there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it, and I'm gonna say that Richard Hawley thinks that you make love to his music. Really? Okay. Well done. You are correct. Yeah, very unusual. Uh, I've never said that ever. Uh, I have told him though that my grandma is is a big fan of Richard Hawley's, <laughs> uh, and my grandma is only a fan of Richard Hawley since I gave her the music original, so she never actually cleaned for him or anything like that, but she's a big fan of Richard Orley, uh, so that's why he I kind of... Great, could he give these curtains off? <laughs> yeah, but no, I've never I've never said that, so the, the currently, uh, Jarvis Cocker and Richard Hawley both regularly have a laugh about the fact that I allegedly do stuff to his music, and I don't, so there you go. Uh, should we move forward? Yep, let's crack on. <laughs> I think we're on to the uh, news and aren't we, Fisher? We are. And at last. What's the top news story we're talking about today, Jim Bach? I know, like, you know, all this time you've been waiting for, you know, cricket, and not just cricket, but Yorkshire cricket to be headline news. We oh, fin- yes. the, the day has finally arrived. Oh, yeah. Sort of. Congratulations to Yorkshire Cricket Club. We're currently in the middle of the COP26 um Summit, which is probably the most important climate change summit that's ever happened to date, talking about the biggest issue probably facing the world at the moment, and knocked off the top headline by Yorkshire Cricket Club, Yorkshire County Cricket Club at that, uh, representing a county of over 5 million people, I think, live in Yorkshire. Um, and it's a very sorry state of affairs, unfortunately, isn't it? Um, it is, yeah. Former Yorkshire player, Azim Rafiq, um, close to being racially abused. And uh, a lot of his claims, or a few of his claims, were, were upheld in a report that hasn't fully been published and given out to people. However, it is obviously quite a complex issue because Yorkshire have got sort of um, responsibilities to some of their employees. It's not quite as clear-cut as people possibly think, I would Tyson to say. Uh, but nonetheless, the way they've gone about handling the situation isn't particularly very good. Um, their chairman has resigned, which is a bit strange because he wasn't actually involved in the club at the time when the bulk of the complaints were made. Um a lot of people have come out and, you know, it was in particular, um, it was alleged that one player um, used a particularly derogatory uh, derogatory term um, when he spoke to Azim Rafiq and it was classed as being banter and light-hearted. Uh, various other people have kind of weighed in and said that that's not the case, including Health Secretary Sajid uh, Javid. He said that this thing isn't banter. You know, we shouldn't be treating as this. this. What's happened at Yorkshire Cricket Club is an absolute disgrace. It needs to be sorted out. Um, well, that's a bit weird, though, isn't it? What was that, sorry? That's a bit strange that he, he should be the person saying that. When, when isn't it, he, he's saying, because he works for Boris Johnson, doesn't he? He does work for Boris Johnson. That person who referred to Muslim women as looking like postboxers and hasn't apologised. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But nonetheless... Has he had anything to say about that recently? No, I don't think so. I don't think he has, yeah. 
Um, nothing really that I can tell. And I would hasten to say as well that the fact that other people make these comments doesn't in any way legitimise no. um, the comments made by any Yorkshire players, um, past or present. So there we go. So, um, but nonetheless, I was just thinking bad publicity, eh? Yeah, maybe not. Um, so it's a real shame that uh, cricket is on the front pages as opposed to the back pages, and uh, very much all for the wrong reasons. Uh, I would very much hope that it's a bit of a sort of line in the sand in terms of ensuring not only Yorkshire Cricket Club but any other sports within the country that any young players who are playing are treated fairly and treated the same. Would all be so? Well, is all outside the matter? Should we talk about something a bit more lighthearted about um, our members of parliament voting to uh, dump sewerage in the sea? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the the thing is with this, it's it's one of those stories that you do have to kind of look at a little bit because it's something, the whole thing of kind of, uh, you know, putting sewage in the sea, it's not necessarily a, a completely new thing, is it? It's something that happens, it's always happened when there's been like yeah, a, a backflow, when there's been, when they've always done it. But the, the problem at the minute, that and, and people using that excuse, like I'm not using that as, as a thing to justify it, but people are using that, you know, say, it's, oh, no, it's, it's normal, it's normal, it's not. It's, it's, only, it's only been done now with the sound of it because because of the stuff like Brexit, they're not able to actually get what they need to treat this water in the first place. So it, it's actually caused by uh, by the government, ultimately, isn't it? By by bad, bad decision-making and bad, well, I mean, you know, Brexit's a completely different thing, but still. What interests me a little bit is, I'm sure I've seen somewhere, some of the water companies have been fined, and the response to the fine was basically they just charge their customers more. They think, hang on, it's not the customer's fault. <laughs> customers aren't dumping sewage, in, uh, sewage into the sea. Not unless you're on holiday and had a waz in the sea like you do sometimes or whatever, like other people do, obviously. <laughs> um, you think, how can, how can that happen? I mean, another story about Brexit at the moment is the fishing round. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's been going on. So I think you're allowed to fish. French fishermen are allowed to fish in British waters if they'd already fished in the British waters beforehand, but you need a permit to do it, I think, uh, which interested me. Although at the same time, I, I did kind of think, if our fish are covered in, you know, Shit. effluence... Who's going to want yeah. to fish in our waters? Yeah, who'd want to take it with them? Yeah. Well, all we can say about that is, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, who voted for Brexit and so on, the fishermen cast their votes, and now clearly they're struggling to cast their nets, so... Hey. Thank you. There we go. Uh, what else have we got? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, from that to the scheme, uh, I, I, another I, I kind, kind of, you know, sort of Brexit-related, but also other things as well, uh, from a few weeks, I mean, you know, this is kind of an ongoing thing, isn't it, with the petrol uh, stuff, but I saw that there was a news article about there's a scheme where they're proposing uh, that prisoners work as HGV drivers um, as part of, like, a scheme to obviously get more because you know they're struggling for for the to get qualified drivers, aren't they, and so on, uh, or to get people to do it and so on. So uh, that was one of them, which which was funny because the news article that I saw, uh, <laughs> so on the news, I don't know if you saw this uh, come up on Twitter, but the news article that someone had filmed that sort of said, oh, I'm just making this up, but Darren was uh, is a is you know is a, is a is a prisoner on you know whatever release or whatever. He's in prison for <laughs> for, for smuggling drugs in the country, <laughs> lorries, yes, yeah. uh, which made me laugh. And it, you know, it is it is a cause for concern. You know, is, is this the is this the correct way to get uh, qualified lorry drivers? Is this, is this a good thing to do? I I just heard on the radio the other day um, that a lorry driver um, had stole a truck full of wigs. So 
you know, it's terrible. I mean, the police are combing the area, uh, but they, they've not, you know, they've not managed to find anything. <laughs> but, uh, hey. Is it the right thing oh, to yeah. do? Yeah, I mean, I heard of about someone who was driving a lorry full of super glue and unfortunately was a fairly inexperienced driver and crashed. Um, the police advised people to stick to the inside line. <laughs> Very good. Of course, of course not. It'd be the insulated Britain people who went and sort of straight away just bang, mm. <laughs> sort of jumped on top of it, no doubt. Mm. If that was the case. Um, so, yes, it's probably not the brightest idea, although it's surely at the same time we've got to rehabilitate people who are in prison, and that's very much mm-hmm. part of the prison process, you know. And why, why shouldn't they work as ATV drivers? But then, yeah, if they're in prison in the first place for smuggling, then maybe giving them a lorry is not the best idea. You know, and and, um, and also, you know, is it is it safe? You know, is it safe? You know, I, I just I heard the other day, uh, I was, you know, I, I was speaking to somebody who, who who used to work in the police, and they said that uh, they once attended a road traffic accident, and this uh, poor gentleman had been had been ran over by uh, a red lorry, then a yellow lorry, then a red lorry, then a yellow lorry, <laughs> and he, he said he had to go to the house of of the uh, family member uh, and said, "There's no easy way to say this." Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you got to have heard that uh, one before. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, we mentioned earlier that it was a COP twenty six. Yeah. Anyway, um, so oh, does twenty six refer to the numbers of countries involved in the meeting, or does it refer to uh, the number of the the, the number of is number twenty six of of conferences that have taken place? Yes, it's number twenty six of this particular type of conference. Okay. Um, it also gets given a different number as well, which is how many. Um, meetings is after the Kyoto Agreement, which was quite a major landmark, um, okay. which I think was might have been COP11, and then COP21 or 22, I think, was a Paris um, conference back in, what, 2015, I think. Um, so, yeah, just a bit of extra knowledge for you there. I think there's about 200 countries that attend these meetings. Uh, there are around 30,000 delegates um, that are currently in Glasgow to talk about climate change, interestingly. Pretty much all flew there, um, which I don't think is necessarily the wisest choice. It's sure in this day and age, couldn't we just hold it via sort of Zoom and Microsoft Teams and do various other things? Would be a better way of yeah doing it. I mean, surely part. I mean, I think that's one of the things that sometimes gets me about sort of some of these things with climate change. You sort of think, could someone tell me what I could do to actually make a bit of a difference? And surely, if you're trying to lecture me about it, then don't go and jump in an aeroplane. Look at the amount of people that Joe Biden had taken with him, and not only that, but they'd also um, airlifted all their vehicles that had previously been at the G20 meeting in Rome. So, yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a little bit like Coldplay, isn't it, Fisher? And I know I don't, I don't, like, don't like to disrespect mm. Coldplay in front of you, but uh, they decided not to tour um, anymore a few years ago because uh, they wanted to do their bit for the environment and the amount of the carbon footprint um, involved in one of their tours was was massive. So they decided not to do it. But now they are going to tour again. Uh, but they are, you know, in all fairness to them, they are trying to do things to promote um, greener touring and concerting and all that kind of thing. Uh, so part of it was that if you sort of... The, the idea is that a lot of the lights are going to be powered by movement on the dance floor. Uh, yeah. Which is going to be mega exciting when they put yellow on and yeah. <laughs> everything's just pitch black <laughs> and nobody's yeah. singing. The latest stuff's fine. I mean, you know, they're going to have to mix it up. They can't, they can't do it in chronological order, can they, of their albums that they released? <laughs> because for the first sort of like hour of the gig, of the gig, it's just going to be in complete darkness. <laughs> yeah, that's what they want. Yeah, um, trouble in yellow on some of those earlier songs. But then they they still also decide to travel on private jets as well, rather than 
um, you know, be you know, going on any plane is not particularly uh, great yeah. for the environment. But they're not. They're, apparently, they're not traveling on sort of like commercial flights with other people and so on. They're still going in private jets, apparently. So yeah, and they said that at the same time when they tour, um, they also earn a lot of money. Sorry, they also bring a lot of joy <laughs> and pleasure to the people who go and watch their concerts. It's, it's very difficult for them to sort of say, oh, you know, we're not going to do this to save the environment, but it's not particularly great for young bands, is it? Who you know, the only way they're ever going to make money, ever going to get noticed is, you know, is from touring and getting out to see fans and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I don't think necessarily Coldplay are expecting bands to not do that. Um, I think they're just maybe saying we're a big band and we can sort of pave the way for a different way of doing it or different technologies and so on. So good on them for that. But uh, yeah. 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 I mean, talking about the uh, climate change and the COP26 conference, uh, I was very pleased in particular to hear that Saudi Arabia have said that again be carbon neutral by 2050. Uh, they've signed up to that, so well done. Yep. Very nice of them to uh, be cutting emissions as opposed to cutting journalists' heads off. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Very good. <laughs> um, so, also, I've been talking about, uh, sort of on that sort of subject of politics, uh, Rishi Sunak, our Chancellor, uh, he recently announced his first budget, I think two weeks ago, mm-hmm. he released the budget. And uh, it's very interesting because we've got uh, 4.3 million children in this country living in poverty. Oh, what's he doing for them then? Uh, he has um, he's uh, lowered tax on champagne. Oh, okay, that'd be a and helpful. also and also uh, lowered tax on domestic flights. Right, okay, oh, thanks for that. Yeah, makes yeah. a real difference to the ordinary people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting as well that what intrigued, intrigued me a little bit actually because he did an interview beforehand and someone had asked him. I mean, he, he's given a he gave a pretty bad interview a few years ago. I think Rishi Sunak. Remember that when he said it was a coke addict in an interview. It yeah, sugar. yeah, in front of the student. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Start um, and he gave another interview where he said, "What are you going to do prior to the budget?" And he said, "He loves sugary drinks, loves sugar. He's going to have a can of Sprite and a Twix." So is that before he raises the taxes on me? Is that what he's trying to get at? <laughs> get it in while he can. Yeah, but it just intrigued me that for a man who is responsible for running the entire country's finances, he doesn't seem to be aware that. If he's having a can of pop and a bar of chocolate, he's missing could also something. get a sandwich and convert it into a meal deal. Exactly. Yeah, you know, get that to quite you know, a good deal. Boots, Tesco's, Sainsbury's, as they all do it. They all do it. All do it. Mm-hmm. Normally about three pounds, I think, for a meal deal. Which mm-hmm. is your favourite meal deal, by the way? Where do you tend to go if you can get them? I mean, I think Tesco's always used to be pretty good. To be fair. Uh, yeah. I was going to say the same. They do a decent meal deal. Mm, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's, what's the next <laughs> bit we're going to talk about? Um, yeah, uh, should we talk about Barclays, uh, chief executive, former chief executive, uh, I think it's one called Jez Stanley, or Jess Staley, um, I might have got his name wrong, which would probably annoy him a little bit more, uh, but he resigned, uh, he, he was, I don't know if he resigned, but there were, there were links between him and disgraced former financier Jeffrey Epstein, uh, which meant that he has had to leave his job, and the BBC kind of put out a breaking news alert saying that Jess, uh, Jess Stanley had left. And it was then corrected a few minutes later, referring to him as Jess Stanley, getting his, literally getting his name out, putting one extra letter on his name. And it just made me wonder, had he got in contact with BBC News <laughs> saying, look, yeah, I appreciate you writing the story about me being involved with a disgraced former financier who is a convicted, was he a convicted paedophile or sex offender? I think yeah, Jeffrey I think sex offender is, is, I mean, sex offender. To play it safe, yeah, that's what he was. Yeah, yeah he was certainly, yeah. Played dead anyway. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I appreciate that you've made reference to my connections with that. But you spelt my name wrong. I mean, you know, there's an extra S on there. Come the, on. There's some good corrections in there. And I, I picked one out earlier. I, I saw this and I thought, you know, we could actually have a quiz on corrections, uh, which we're not going to do now. But one of my favourite ever corrections was the uh, New York Times. Uh, and this is the correction on this is last year, so 7th of October last year. An earlier version of this review misidentified the McDonald's sandwich that was served to President Trump on a silver platter in the comedy rule. It was an Egg McMuffin, not a fillet of fish <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, 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 I'm guessing the fillet of fish really glad, you know, really glad that it, it wasn't, it wasn't seemed to have been served on a silver platter to, do, uh, to Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, I, I think my, my favourite, um, my favourite correction ever was Mick Hucknall. Um, the Guardian apologised to him because he wrote an article saying that he'd uh, made love to... Richard Hawley's Beth. album. Not Richard Hawley's album. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> a, I mean, that, this is putting terrible images in my head. Well, just the idea of Mick yeah. making love to anyone. <laughs> I think they basically written an article saying that he'd made love to about uh, a thousand oh, yeah. different women over a three-year <laughs> period, um, which is about one different woman per day. Uh, and he got in touch with them to say, no, that's not right. <laughs> it was about a thousand women in one year. <laughs> uh, it was about three different women per day. He wants you full credit. Think, yeah, he just makes you think, do you think there was anyone reading that article sort of thinking, <laughs> say what, Mick Ogden doesn't do much shagging, does he? I mean, he only, he's only had a thousand different women in three years. God, <laughs> what a boring git he is. I mean, he, he, ought to, he ought to go to the core Abbey with the Benedictine monks, eh? Um but just just uh, just before we uh, we we uh, finish, by the way, because I know we've got another thing coming up, another little news article that we're going to finish with. Um, but I did write down to put, talk about MPs two jobs controversies because uh, obviously there's a, there's a lot of stuff about you know the jobs that you know a lot of MPs do have two jobs, and that's a lot of the time because maybe they had a job before they became an MP and maybe that was partly why because they might be involved in certain work and you know there's there's certain things that some like there's, there's MPs aren't there that work in healthcare and and mm-hmm. uh you know and, and stuff like that in quite important sort of roles and so on but then there are the issue is where the MPs are kind of blurring the lines aren't they and, and using either their position of power or mm-hmm. or their things like their offices and the facilities and all that kind of thing to kind of operate their own businesses from and that are generally for profit rather than for uh, mm-hmm. you know, public benefit sort of stuff, really. Um, yeah. And uh, so, you know, you've got, like, I think, is it uh, something Cox, who's one of the MPs who's been involved in this this week? I mean, uh, Tory, MP, Tory MP, so yeah, he'd like to be a Cox anyway. Uh, but, you know, he's not the only one. I mean, like, you know, obviously Boris Johnson, he's, you know, he's the Prime Minister, but he's also, a, you know, a clown as well at the same time. So <laughs> he has a couple of jobs. But I do want to, I just want to, what I do want to point out is some breaking news. Okay, let me just, let me just get it for you. Uh, it's not breaking news, but it's it's gone down on Sky's breaking news, and this is a this is a, this is a, a quote from the the um, from the Prime Minister: "MPs who break rules on second jobs should be punished," says PM. Now, he, you know, you could easily just adjust that sentence slightly because you know, he, on second jobs is is just one of the r- rules, isn't it? But you know, if you took if you took out that, MPs who break rules should be punished. Like, yeah. uh, has, has Boris Johnson ever broke any rules? Uh, not that he's ever admitted to, no. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. He was too busy hiding in the fridge at the time. Um, it, it, I have just literally seen the headline which says, uh, UK is not a corrupt country, says John, uh, Boris Johnson. Um, and this is a man who 
last week when was it Owen Patterson, the yeah. yes. MP yeah. who was found to have broken parliamentary rules, and the response was that Boris Johnson and Jacob Rees-Mogg got the Tory MPs to change the rules uh, to try and make sure that it didn't fall foul of them. Was what they did originally. They did U-turn, they backtracked the next day. Um, so yeah, I don't. Particularly... Although there's, although there are. Rumours, it's not confirmed, but but they, they may have offered him a, a peerage or something to to let him step down and make it go away mm. and all that kind of thing. So there's there's I think that one's going to rumble on a little bit, isn't it? It's uh, very dodgy. Um, but yeah, I don't think uh, you know he continues to make false statements and saying that uh, the UK is not a corrupt country is uh, another one because unfortunately that's, uh, that's the way it's looking. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, in the context of what some other countries do, maybe we're not yeah. quite as corrupt as they are, but <laughs> nothing to be proud of, really, is it? No. Um, so, it, uh, Mr. Johnson was also um, asked repeatedly if he will apologise for his botched attempt to rewrite the rules last week, but has declined to do so. One, uh, you know, one slight thing that I've got with some of the some of the Yorkshire cricket players who um, have been criticised for past actions um, is that the reason that they've been criticised for their past actions is because when they were interviewed, they admitted what they'd said and they admitted the context in which they used it and what happened. And since that, they came out and said, yeah, I did say that and I deeply regret it. And I'm not excusing the fact that they said it in the first place, but nonetheless, some players have actually come out and said, yeah, this is what happened. Uh, and we have a Prime Minister who whenever he's asked, he's asked to apologise for his behaviour. He just ignores it. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Um, a tale to be learned. Yeah. Basically, just ignore anything that ever happens. You might end up being coming Prime Minister. But yeah. There we go. So, anyway, should we, should we finish with the new section? Yeah. Uh, in the sad news that the creator of the tiramisu, Aldo Campol, in Italian, has died aged 93 uh, and was recently laid to rest in Italy. He was then covered in mascarpone and sprinkled with some dark chocolate sprinkles. Hey, very good. Brilliant. Um, so uh, we we do have a advertisement, of course, because uh, we are you know always actively looking for sponsors. It seems like everybody's uh, starting a social media these their own social media these days. Aren't they? I mean, Trump started one not long ago, didn't he? A few weeks ago, kind of yeah. like seems like everyone's doing it now. So you know we've yeah. had someone get... we jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, let's just do it, shall we? Well, you know you make me wanna Look up my phone shouting My notification shaking Download the app now Come on now Don't forget to say you will Yeah, don't forget to shout Yeah, 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 yeah Introducing the new social network Shout Have the current social networks got a little boring? Is there not enough drama going on? Do you just want to be heard? Well, Shouts is the first social network where you simply can't be ignored. Simply download Shout to your smart device, sign up, invite your friends, record your first Shout, and send it to your friends. No, then you f***ing What are you up to? Shout messages simply can't be ignored or silenced by receivers. Well, I'm very pleased to say that uh, based on that successful interview, I'm very happy to offer you a job today, sir. Are there any fit birds on interview panel, pal? Wherever they are, whatever they're doing, you will be heard. And may mother, nana and great nana Josephine rest in peace. Have they buried the bitch yet, me old bunker? Download Shouts today. And I feel
Is it quiz time? Yeah, I have got no idea what that advert was about. <laughs> it was a social network called Shout. Did you not get the gist? But non- yeah, but nonetheless, thanks for creating it. Um, <laughs> so, so. You, you get a message, uh, you, you, you sign up to it, and then you send a message and it, it shouts it at you. Like it's a recorded social media thing. So so you'll right. be out and about and supermarket and you can't silence it. If you're signed up to shout, it's going to shout and it's going to come out your phone and you can't stop it. Right. Yeah, fair enough. So I can lead to some embarrassing situations which you're showing. Very good. Thank you. I mean, right. it, it weren't me, it was the advertisers. So, of course, yes. No, it wasn't voiced by yourselves there. Yeah, well, someone's got to do it, haven't they? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. We're on to the Ignoble 2021 Awards. Um, so for pe- regular viewers, listeners, we've mentioned the Ig Nobel, I've mentioned the Ig Nobel Awards a few times, um, kind of an award for, for doing things really That's the funniest, it's the funniest thing you've said all episode, that regular viewers and listeners. <laughs> <laughs> if you're there, sir. Um, Number, first of all, first of all, anyone who does listen to us cannot be called regular. If anything, they're irregular. <laughs> there's nothing regular about there's nothing regular about those people (laughs) actually um i I do have i I do have a regular listener yeah who who regularly now drives kind of does a four-hour journey at the start of every week all right so So i bet he's i bet bet, bet he's gutted we've took half an hour off it yeah um it's it's kind of it it keeps him entertained i think he's he's going back and listening to the i think he's listening to like from episode 10 onwards now oh we're all right right back he's not going to catch us anytime soon then yeah it sort of said that so he listened to a few recent ones and went back right to start because when we started recording again did our first podcast maybe last about 25 minutes or something like that something like that yeah yeah and I don't think he could work out how it had all of a sudden gone up to like an hour and a half yeah I don't think this episode's going to last quite as long this is how this is how titter tatter drift off and start talking about complete utter nonsense I think we're we're getting towards about 50 odd minutes already now aren't we yeah in today's episode and we've not even got to the quiz bit yet anyway so I've got I've got 10 questions about the winners of the Nobel Awards uh, which are generally given out opposite the Nobel Prizes it's generally given out for kind of rubbish bits of research or inventions that aren't don't have a practical use or whatever. So, who won the award for biology? Or, well, not who was it, but kind of what won it, I suppose, is the, is the questions that we tend to ask. So, biology, what was it won for? Was it for analysing variations in purring, chirping, chattering, squawking, hissing, growling, and other modes of cat-human communication? Or was it for testing the sharpness of a hedgehog's pricks, depending on their age? Okay. And by, by pricks, I mean little spikes that come out of the back of the way. <laughs> well, I'm assuming... Yeah, I, I can I can think yeah because I was going to say did they have to use hedgehogs because there's a you know could you just gone to the Tory party conference I said earlier okay, uh, okay so f- the first one then is they were looking at the cat language so different like hisses purrs growls grunts and any other noises that they make they're annoying cats yeah. aren't they um, especially when they get old they just they seem to be more vocal when they get older and it's annoying um, uh, I'll, I'll, is your cat about seventeen or eighteen he's just now, turned or? eighteen just turned eighteen yeah he's Ooh. very annoying. Very yeah, when I booed him, did he? Yeah, oh yeah, took, yeah, took him in the pub. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think, I think, I, as much as it, yeah, might be pointless research. I, I think there might be something in that actually. Like I don't know. Like it seems like a sort of sensible thing to think. You know, what what does each noise make? Does it? I don't know. What does it mean? And so on. I don't know. Uh, but this is for silly. This is for silly things that don't make any sense. So I think the hedgehog's pricks one. Tell me about that. Uh, just testing the sharpness of hedgehog's prick depending on how old the hedgehog is. Mm, 
yeah, again, I'm not 100% sure why that's necessary. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Hedgehog's Pricks, I think. Um, a sentence I never thought I'd hear you say. Um, <laughs> and you are wrong. <laughs> well, we can tell how this is going to go already, can't we? Well, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, next up, ecology. Uh, what won the award for ecology? Was it for testing the effects on an ecosystem if an air horn is blasted at 8am and 8pm every day for a month? Or for using genetic analysis to identify different species of bacteria that reside in wads of discarded chewing gum in various countries? Um, okay. So far, I don't think any of these are as... Are as I can see kind of there might be some relevance to some of these this research. Yeah, all right, the, may, the, way, the way they might be doing it might be a bit odd. Like the air horn thing, they, they're probably just trying to test what noise pollution does to a... Hmm ecosystem um yeah. you know it's strange that they might pick an air horn twice a day i get i get maybe get that and then the second one uh maybe they just want to see what bacteria exists in you know chewing gum's a good place to go into it because i'm guessing bacteria sticks around them in every in every country people unfortunately do throw the chewing gum down so you can get quite a, a similar comparison so i i don't think these two things so far have been as stupid as uh as what the ignobles are normally all about. I don't think they're, they're quite as pointless. Well, we're living in strange times this year, so maybe the pandemic has meant, meant that uh, mm. maybe more serious research has been done and stuff. So I'm, I'm going to say the air horn one, because it's a bit more ridiculous, and I'm going to go with the most ridiculous one if I ever think that they both sound a bit more, you know, serious. Okay. And you'd be wrong. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Uh, next up, chemistry. What won the award for chemistry? Do you think I can accidentally get? Do you think I can accidentally get them all wrong? Um, yeah, I think I probably could. Actually, <laughs> no, I, I, I was a bit disappointed when I was writing these today. Actually, I mean, I, I wasn't wasn't quite as quite as keen on some of the ones I've written. So let's 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 see let's see where we get to. Um, chemistry. What won the award? And it's not that time you damaged my science experiment. Is it <laughs> for analysing the severity of hangovers caused by various strength of alcohol? or for chemically analysing the air inside movie theatres to test whether odours produced by an audience indicate levels of sex and violence in a movie. Hmm. Now, the first one, again, to me, that sounds like a fairly sensible study to me. What was it? Just remind me what it was, though. Just just give me the wording again. Uh, analysing the severity of hangovers caused by various strengths of alcohol. Well... So do you get a worse hangover if you're drinking sort of pints of beer compared to vodka or one of you? Well, and also, you know, I suppose looking at different, you know, we, I'm on a 3.9, you're on a 6 point whatever. You'd imagine that, uh, I mean, we're only having one, so we should, we'll be okay. But if we were, if you was going to have two of them and I was going to have two of these, you might feel it a bit more in the morning than what I do, maybe. But I'm, I'm, so, but, I'm, so, I'm but, sort of thinking more that you'd kind of proportionally have the same amount. So mm-hmm. if I was having three pints of beer at 5%, you compare that to three shots of vodka as opposed to three pints of vodka. But I suppose it, it, it to me that one sounds like it's already known that if you have more of a stronger type of alcohol. But yeah, if you're talking about the volume of the liquid as well, aren't you? Because obviously there's, yeah, lot, there's a lot yeah, of a thing. There's a lot of a thing in beer and drink that gives you headaches and hangovers, aren't they? It's not just the the ABV itself. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, obviously, I suppose it comes down to the amount of pure alcohol you're drinking effectively. Okay. Um, it's presumably part of the analysis, though. And the next one was about movie theaters and the odor in the yeah. air and whether whether that could that that was uh, had any relevance to the type of film that was on and how much violence and stuff like that yeah, was. In it. Is, do you kind of give off certain odors depending on what's on the screen? Mm. Oh, no, have you watched Bond, by the way? No, not yet. Have you not? Okay. No. Well, I'm not ruined it, Fiona. Did you like it? Uh, it was all right. Oh, you've ruined it. Uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll not ruin it for you. I'll let Daniel Craig do that. Okay. Well. Um, 
Vicky said to me that you was giving off a strong stench when you went to see James Bond the other day, so I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> um, I'd be correct. Well done. Hey, thanks, Vicky. Uh, economics. What underwater economics? Uh, is, is it? it it's got. It's rich. It's it's Rishi Sunak and his uh, s- his, his non meal deal uh, <laughs> knowledge. Not getting extra sandwich with his pop and crisp. <laughs> uh, so is it for working out the probability that people would rather spend a crumpled up banknote as opposed to a freshly pressed one, or for discovering that the obesity of a country's politicians may be a good indicator of that country's level of corruption? Okay, now we're back to stupid, I think, now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> certainly with the second one. The, the first one, there's, there's a bit of sense in it, but uh, I suppose maybe they're looking at the, the size of them and thinking these these politicians have got too much money and eat too too well, in a way. Maybe that's what it's about. But then you could look at a country that's got very sort of ripped politicians. So, I mean, like they always said, uh, Vladimir Putin is quite well toned and in shape, isn't he? Um, I think you've got to say that, or else you get killed. <laughs> but that might be an indication that you know they've got too much money. They've got home gyms, they're on steroids, all that kind of thing. So, yeah, let's go with the second one. I think it's the the obesity one. I think, uh, and you would be correct. Well done. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Vladimir. Up, oh, if, if anything, it was a compliment. Yeah, well done. Well done. Uh, next up, medicine. What won the award for medicine? Was it for working out how sticky various colours of mucus are? Or for demonstrating that orgasms can be as effective as decongestant medicines in improving your breathing? Um, how, how do you get involved uh, in, the, uh, in, any, in this research? Um, you have to put some Richard Hawley music on and... Then start making love. I think is the. I'm not interested. In, I'm not interested in that. I want to know about that. I want to get involved in the mucus one. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. No, uh, yeah. So the stickiness of mucus based on the colour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, yeah. We are. We are certainly going back to usual ignoble territory now. I think with some of these, and the the second one is yeah about you could just repeat re- re- uh, for demonstrating that orgasms uh, can be as effective as decongestant medicine. At improving your breathing, so if you've got like a blocked nose, up, I think. Oh right, so if you okay, thing is, if you've so got, you've got a, yeah, if you've got a blocked nose and you've normally got a cold, you feel like you're not really going to be in the mood, are you? Well, maybe you should be. That might. Uh, that might make <laughs> Let's go with. <laughs> I don't think you'll have made the second one up. It's not like you to make something like that up. So I'm going to go with number. I'm going to go with the second one. Well, you'd be right. Well done. Uh, the award for peace. What was it? I wonder why you've never had a got, got, uh, never got a cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not very good for an audio podcast. Um, <laughs> peace. What was what won the award for peace? Was it for testing the theory that humans start growing beards to pre- protect themselves from being punched in the face, or for assessing how angry people get when they hear people talking loudly on their mobile phone on an enclosed public space? Can I just say for sure? Your moustache is only going to want more people to, to punch you in the face. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not going to save you for anything. If they hit around the sides, it's going to bounce off in the middle. That's the place <laughs> to get me. No protection there. Um, I, I think it might be the. I think it might be the second one. But then again, I'm choosing that because it's it makes more sense. It, it's more sen- It's more of a sensible answer to go for. So I'm going to change my mind at the last minute, and I'm going to go for the growing the beard one. Growing the beards, um, 
is to stop people punching in the face. Protect themselves from punching in the face. You'd be correct. Well done. Next up, the award for physics. What was it for seeing how well a shuttlecock flies when it's hit by a tennis racket and a squash racket instead of a badminton racket? <laughs> or for experimenting uh, on why pedestrians don't constantly collide with each other with other pedestrians when walking on the pavements? I'm sure they do, but uh, anyway. Um, so was it the it wasn't the it wasn't the New Zealand uh, badminton team taking part in the? Uh, First experiment, was it? Uh, I don't believe it was, no. Why, why, why do you say that, Jimbo? I just remember you telling me what the name of the New Zealand back, uh, badminton team used to be. Uh, I believe at one point they were referred to as the Black Cocks. Right, okay. <laughs> they changed the name. Uh, well, that, that was never their name, but it was kind of... It's, um, a lot of the New Zealand sports yes, teams yeah. are called the Black something. If it's male, yeah. so the um, rugby team called the All Blacks, cricket team called the Black Caps. Similarly, I think a lot of the women's teams are referred to as the Silver and whatever. So I think one was called the Silver Ferns. I think it might be the rugby team. I'm not too sure. Um, and it was suggested that the badminton team was called the Black Cocks. I don't know if it was tied in with a sponsorship deal by a condom manufacturer, maybe as well. <laughs> oh, like, I'm, that, I'm, uh, I might be making that up. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, so anyway, the, back to the original question. So that, uh, yeah, that was, that was about hitting, hitting the, 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 basically doing a test, hitting a shuttlecock with different things. But the second one uh, well, was different bats, different types of bat, tennis rackets, badminton rackets, yeah, tennis rack, cricket rackets. All right, okay. What was the last one again? Uh, conducting experiments to see why uh, pedestrians don't constantly walk into each other. Um. When the person went to collect the award, he kind of like walked up and they went, hang on, and then to the other side. Yeah, just because we're very good dancers, clearly. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the second one, pedestrians not not walking into each other. Uh, yes, you're correct. Well done, again. It is, it is quite impressive, actually, like, you know, especially when you'll leave the, you know, like a football match at the same time. People do mm. tend to be quite good at avoiding each other. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, kinetics, which is sort of like a fit movement and all that sort of I, stuff. I think it's learned, going back to the pedestrian thing, I think it's learned in the early ages, isn't it? Because kids in reception just sort of run around and bump into each other in nursery and stuff. <laughs> they, they're constantly coming on with bumped heads and stuff just from running into each other. So I think it's one of the earliest things you develop, how to like not run into each other. Yeah. Is, is that basically from personal experience? Yeah. Your daughter start going to school? And... Definitely, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So now, next up, kinetics. Uh, what won the award for kinetics, which is sort of to do with movement, movement and yeah. energy and all that sort of stuff. Was it researching how many times a person needs to spin around before they start to get busy? Or was it for conducting experiments to learn why pedestrians do sometimes collide with other pedestrians? <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, was it, uh, was it was the first one, Kylie Minogue? Um, doing the experiment, <laughs> I'm spinning around, move out of my way, so she wasn't bumping into any pedestrians at the same yeah. sort of time. Um, so, 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 how many times you can spin around before you start getting dizzy? And the second one was how people do bump into each other. Yeah. Okay. So the opposite of the one that won the one for physics. Mm, so it would make sense for that one to win because it's ridiculous that there was two studies that were almost the same thing but not the same thing. So let's go with that one. You'd be right again. Well done. <laughs> Is it the same person researching, surely? Uh, I don't think it was. I mean, I, I, I 
don't pay too much attention to names because there normally are a surprisingly lot of people who actually get involved in some of these. So yeah, I didn't uh, didn't see the didn't see the names. I'd, I'd be surprised if they're the same people. Next up uh, for there's only two left as well. So uh, for entomology, was it for the research story called? Sorry, it's that six and a half percent stuff. Um, sorry, apologies for yawning then. Entomology. The research for the study, how easily ants can work with their way around various shaped objects. Or, for the research study, a new method of cockroach cockroach controls on a submarine. Cockroach con- Oh, so how to control the number of cockroaches you've got on a submarine. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Presumably the main bit is don't let them in the first place. Yeah. Um, definitely don't stamp on them. Apparently they just go yeah. crazy, don't they? They multiply. Um, really? Apparently so, because they carry the, the, the spawn, their offspring. Well, you, but, but when you stamp on it, it squeezes the spawn out of there. Yeah, and they just all more. go everywhere, apparently, yeah. Apparently so. Have you never watched Men in Black? Uh, I, I, I watched it years ago. Well, there um, you go. When did Men in Black come out? I watched a quiz show. There was a question about Men in Black last night. And the question was, what was the name of Will Smith's character in Men in Black? Jay. Yeah, yeah, yes, it was Jay. Yeah, because the other one was K. That was uh, I can't remember the character, the actor's name now. Tommy Lee Jones. That's the one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, was yeah. he? Was he? Was he the one who was in uh, the video with Pam Anderson? Well, I'm like that. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound about right. Who, who, who was in? Was it Tommy Lee Smith? <laughs> will, uh, no, I think I think you're right. Originally, uh, let's have a look. Hang on. Oh, hold on. I've... Uh, Men in Black. See what comes up. For, for the purposes of people Tommy, listening, we are both Tommy Googling. Lee. They're both called Tommy, Tommy Lee, but Tommy Lee Jones is 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 the actor from Men in Black. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good, that's a good job. That didn't get really embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so Tommy Lee Jones played Agent K. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna uh, go. I'm, sure. I'm gonna go with the first one, by the way. Not not the cockroaches on a submarine. Uh, for how easily ants can work around and yes. shape objects, and you'll be wrong. <sighs> And finally, um, so I'm just googling. Uh, yeah, Tommy, Tommy Lee. I told you that about Motley, five minutes ago. Well, yeah, I was just 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 looking You're at just it. watching the video. No, I was. I was just trying to. <laughs> they, they don't look very similar, those two people. Anyway, finally, what Pam Landerson and Tommy Lee? I should hope they don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, finally, anyway, transportation. What were the award for transportation? Was it uh, for determining by experiment whether it's safer to transport a rhinoceros uh, upside down? Or right way up. Or for seeing how various species of primates react to a journey in a hot air balloon. Um, okay, so bo- both of these experiments are going to be quite not not pleasant for the animals involved, aren't they? Well, uh, unless well, unless unless these primates like like travelling in hot air balloons, I suppose. Hmm. Could you well, imagine exactly. well, yes. control them, though, haven't you? Uh, I'm assuming they must have done some preparation first. You know, must have... What, like, yeah. let him have a... <laughs> Practice. <laughs> yeah. Lift them up really high, take them up to the top of an eye building, see what they think. S- start start by and... giving them a helium balloon. Get yeah. used to this, and then we'll work your way up, and you'll be on a, a full hot air balloon eventually. Yeah. And have you th- ever been in a hot air balloon? No, have you? No, I thought about it. I'd, I'd, I'd like to. I'd, I've always been tempted by one of these like helicopter flights or hot air balloon flights, just kind of over where you live, just to see what it see what it looks like from above. Mm. I mean, yes, I've never. Never had the chance. Mm. Well, I've had the chance, I suppose. The, 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 the idea, time, ne- the idea, ne- the idea never took off. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, as a, like, obviously, I have had the chance because I could just go and do it if I wanted to, but I've never got round to doing it or thought about doing it particularly. 
Should we do an episode from a uh, higher balloon? We could do, but it'd be a bit. We wouldn't be able to social distance in there, would we? That's how we don't have to do that anymore. What? Why are we still using Skype anyway? Why, why oh, I don't want you around here. No, we should do that, though. We, sh- we should do that again. We'll do that. Well, next time, we'll do that. Yeah, that'd be good. 100th episode, it'd be good to see you again. It was, yeah. I haven't seen you since. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, right, so I, yeah. transporting a rhino upside down, or other way around, see if it's... Or right way up, yeah. So is that to see if the, the rhino likes it more, or it's easier in general to do it? Uh, it's for safety. For safety. What's safer? Upside down or right way around? <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm assuming that the rhino is, um, you know, tranquilized at this point. You'd like to think. I yeah. Mean, he'd probably, he'd probably put up a bit of a fight if he were just if you picked him upside down and just winced him somewhere. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go with the rhino. I think because I, I just think chimps in a hot air balloon is way too chaotic. And I, I've seen those PG Tips adverts, and yeah. all right, they might have been good in them, but I can't see him in an enclosed space in a hot air balloon now. Hmm. Throwing tea bags at people. From yeah, the, yeah. From the air. Uh, and you'd be right. So well done. Very good. Very good. I enjoyed that. that. Yeah, I was. I enjoyed that. You know, I was once told that, and I don't know if this is true, uh, but I, I wasn't sure whether to believe it or not. That you know, bubbles. <laughs> Michael Jackson's former it's monkey. Michael Jackson's monkey. Yeah. Yeah, which apparently is still alive. Uh, it's in some sort of institution, like drawing pictures and stuff. It's an artist or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, and I mean that, that's the first bit if you want to believe. It. I don't know. It's apparently a documentary, but apparently it got depressed and and tried to kill itself. But I wasn't aware that animals had that ability to to know that you know that that sort of. Um, apparently, it's lots of animals that can have got the ability to to be able to do that if they want to. I don't know. I've, it's not something I've ever particularly. Thought about that much. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't. Well, because they're it's not so, clever enough, are they? Because they're not. They're not. They haven't got the. They, they probably don't actually know what what death is, do they? Well, they must have surely seen other films. Animals. Seen films. Yeah. <laughs> seen up and on films. Of course, they've not seen Warship Down with the rabbits. <laughs> how, how upset they get? Um, I don't know. Is it because they, they've got emotions? Pets haven't they? They can get scared. I mean, all you have to do is like. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah, but they, they, exactly. Scared they, they're scared of the scared of the the scared of the here and now and what they, and the senses. But then you know, they, they, I don't know if they can they can sense or they know of death. So how if they don't know of death, I, we're getting a bit too deep. But you know what I mean. I don't know. Why don't you ask your cat now that they're eighteen? Legally, <laughs> an adult, they might be able to give are you more educated response. Are you fearing doom in the next few years, Mister Socks? Yeah, I'll ask see him. what uh... see what he says. Hmm. I'll take him in the pub and have a chat with him. Yeah. Now he's allowed. All right hmm. then. Cheers for that, Fisher. So, yes, thank you very much. So, uh, anyway, thank you for listening to us. We will try and uh, do an episode together, I think, next time. That'd be a good idea. Um, and that'll probably save no energy and the world whatsoever because you'll be you have to walk around driving fishing. around to yours yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. by the same we'll only using one set of equipment you know only one laptop plugged in True. all that sort of stuff so that would be better I won't have to I mean I, 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 should we be more environmentally friendly should I switch the lights off are we going to try and be a net zero carbon podcast at some stage not with the amount of fossil we uh, 
expelled your own podcast on the thought, so. Do I need to get some sort of, like, do I need to get my 18-year-old cat to run on, like, a wheel and power the electricity? Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, That's I, what we can do I'll put, I'll, I'll, I, what I'll do is I'll get a miniature version of one of Coldplay's dance floors and uh, put yeah. some put some Coldplay on for the cat. Obviously not the first albums, but um, yeah. Let's see how they react to something a bit more upbeat. <laughs> um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, can we do a Net Zero um, podcast? We've only got Net Zero listeners, but <laughs> can we can we reduce our carbon output on the... Exactly. So, so we can't we can't say you know we it might only be our two devices that are turned on right now uh, tuned into this podcast, but you know we're not we're, we're not that's what we're doing. That, that's why we we're not we're not we're not open to listeners because we don't want to be polluting. So stuff you. What about do the opposite? Why don't we do an anti climate change? Why don't we just sit there and burn some fossil fuels <laughs> while we're trying to podcast at the same time? Yeah, and be as bad for the environment as we possibly can. Every light. Well, yeah, but then we've got to pay for it. Yeah, I mean you'd be delighted now. I um, I wet shaved. When I did this moustache earlier, okay. so you know, wasn't using the electric one. Didn't have to charge anything up. All what? natural materials. When's your energy tariff run out? <laughs> this is not podcast material, but could have said this after January, I think. Oh, How about yours? December. Impending oh, doom, isn't it? Impending doom. Yeah, it's confusing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, gas prices in particular have shot up, but to get electricity, you normally have to burn gas, don't you? So that also increases electricity prices. It gets very confusing at times. Mm. Well, it gets more confusing when you decide to Google, is it better to leave the heating on or to turn it off and just heat the house up every time you want it warm? Try and find a, mm. a, an actual proper answer to that and good luck to you because everyone says different things. Yeah, what what tactic do you go for at the moment? Uh, just eat it up twice a day. Keep it just, you know. Yeah, when you need it. Yeah. I mean, do you think the smart technology actually helps oh, me if you've got high or anything no, like that? No, it doesn't work because, here we go, here's mine. So, part of me joining my tariff, uh, my mm-hmm. new, my, you know, this time last year or whatever, uh, I was told that, um, you know, you have to have a smart meter. You, mm-hmm. when, when you sign up to this tariff, you've got to then agree to have us come round and put your smart meter in. But it's great because it means that you can have one of these and you can monitor your mm-hmm. usage, okay? So, mm-hmm. and, and they can take your bill, they, your meter readings for you and do the, their own meter readings yeah. so that you don't have to send them in. So that saves you time. It means they're accurate bills, no estimated bills, and it means I can look at this and go, oh, "I need to watch my usage today," or "I need to, you know, there's some something's left on, turn it off, all that kind of thing." Does it work? Does it balls? It doesn't work. It broke. I phoned up three times and asked them to, "Can they sort it?" They can't. You know, it's not happening. They, they're asking me for meter readings so that the the actual meter reader doesn't send them readings anyway. So. What what we to, what we to do? What are the general public to do when things don't work? And apparently, it's not the only they're not the only energy company um, that have, that that the smart readers readers are not doing it properly mm. and so on. Apparently, a lot of them are saying. Well, I think to say you've done quite well um, to actually be signed up with an electricity company that hasn't gone bust yet. Yeah, true. Well, well, well unless you unless it has gone bust, but and you've been transferred to someone else. But yeah, well, they, they said they said they said don't worry about uh, you know going bust or anything. They sent an email out because we we bought all our electricity and uh, gas in advance. It says so. I felt like replying saying, "Well, can we have it cheap then? <laughs> if you've got it, all, you've got all that gas electricity quite cheap. So you know, in January, do we have yeah. to? Does ours have to go up, or are you going to charge us loads for that gas and electricity that you've already bought? <laughs> yeah, so it's just. Time, I'm going to say to him, can I buy mine now off you then for the next for the rest of the year? Can I just buy it all now 
and then I don't get charged anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because how I mean, it's intriguing how it works with privatised markets. Because years ago, everyone just used to have British gas, didn't they? Yeah. And supplying gas is a fairly essential thing, and electricity, or you with your local electricity board or whatever. Gas and electricity are fairly kind of essential things that people need. So why should you profit from being able to try and do it? And a lot of smaller companies came into it, small players came into the market, and they've all gone bust. And then they get bailed out and passed on to a, a bigger company. Sounds a bit like what so happened with the trains, Fisher. Again, yeah, but with a similar problem and point we made with the trains, that there isn't really much scope for competition. If we want to get from where we live to where we work, then we have to get, and we want to go on the train, we can only go with one operator. And when they weren't working properly, it was handed back into the government who then made the money from it, which to me doesn't really seem correct. And that's a strange thing about privatising things that maybe shouldn't have been privatised in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, but there we go. save it for another but, day. Yeah. Ja- yeah, January, I think. Uh, what, they, what they have done, actually, is we had the boiler cover with them, and they've extended that boiler cover out for another 12 months uh, free of charge. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, I've got I've got boiler cover, too. It's... Uh... It's like well, I said, boiler cover. It's uh, it's another pair of uh, Richard Ollie's curtains. We just put put that over the top of it. Just wrap, um, yeah. wrap it round. <laughs> right, and on that note, uh, have, have yeah. you got a have you got a cover for your hot water tank to try and keep that insulated? I I don't know. We've got a very small hot water tank. It's only a very small one. We've got the weirdest boiler ever. Everyone who's ever been round any workmen or any, you know, the meter fitters that obviously didn't do a very good job, and anyone else who's come round, we just need to have a look at your boiler. Christ, I've never seen one of them before, or I've not seen them for years. And it's not ma- not not an old house, but I think our this boiler in this house was like was like put here. It was like one of the boilers that was only used for a very small amount of time because it was in between the combi boiler and the whatever the old boiler sort of systems were called. So it's still got a tiny tank, but it's also a bit of a combi boiler at the same time. Weird one. It's massive. It's about the size. It's about the size of West Brom's mascot. Yeah, I can remember that. Buster Bosch was sponsored him, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I had a combi boiler as a mascot. Do you want yeah, to finish... So the boiler was there in the first place. Do we want to finish with a, a Premier League... <laughs> a Premier League fantasy football update? Oh, yeah. Sorry, it's interesting, isn't it, that um, we've been talking about climate change and what happened <laughs> almost the other day was that hell very nearly froze over. <laughs> um, because... I don't we even know what happened drew, this week. We we drew one week, we, but we were locked in on um, 44 points each. And usual service was resumed this week, uh, where I scored nearly double the amount of points that you scored. I got scored 43, which wasn't that many <laughs> points, and you scored 25. Um, terrible. I, I can't remember. I had... basic, you, you, scored 20, you scored 25 and you captain Mo Salah. Um, and Mo Salah was literally... The only person in your team who made any form of positive sort of uh, actually no. Other than just playing. Look at my bench. Yeah, look at your bench. Ben Foster scored eleven points, but was on the bench. I've got thirteen five. points on the bench. What have you got? What's he got? Bench points? What? Um, yeah, a penalty save basically. Bonus points saves. Yeah. So your bench almost did as much as well. Two of the players, well, two of the players on the bench didn't even play, and the two players that did play scored fourteen points between them. Mm. Um, I didn't have a particularly strong week, um, but I got a couple of players who got clean sheets. It was a poor week from me, but nonetheless significantly better than it was. <laughs> and it means that after eleven games, uh, I've won one. One we I've won nine, drawn one, lost one. And obviously, you've done the reverse of that. 
Still, I'm on 28 points and you're on four. I'm still going to catch up. Um, well, it's a, a marathon, not a sprint now, there. <laughs> do you think, um, do you think it's possible? And I suppose it is. It's still possible that I could beat you, but you could still end up on more points than me. Uh, well, it, we're in, we're in both the head to head league. And also, we've got our own points that are accumulating. How many points are you in, on in total, by the way? Do we need to do this? Just double check that. Do we have to do this? Um, yeah, go on then. Just as a bit of laughing at. Uh, uh, I don't know. Are you into triple figures yet? Yeah. <laughs> 418. 418? 176. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm on 671. That's nearly, that's nearly like 50. Thank you for listening. See you later. Thank you. See you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> We're not talking about that again. 